What's up? It's your pal, once you get started, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. First off, I'd like to apologize for any background noise you might hear. I am back at school, so I'm recording in my dorms again instead of at home. So I can't edit all of that out, and re-recording can be difficult sometimes here, but I'll do my best. So I've been playing this episode for a long time, and I'm finally, for some reason, getting around to it now. Because I promised it all the way back in episode 5, which was the episode where we did a Fire Nation wins at you, and it was I had a harem of various teenage girls, mostly members of the gang, because that's just kind of how people write him. However, I ended up covering its sequel too, which was not a harem fic, and I spent most of its allocated time doing calculations about how much cum he shot out of his dick in one go due to a single line that compares his ejaculation to water coming out of a fire hose. Anyway, that got its own episode a long time ago, but now it's time to finally deliver the full harem episode. It only took me 73 episodes. Better late than never, I guess. These aren't all traditional harems in the sense that the master has access to all their concubines at once, but they are about journeys of sexual conquest in which one character seduces or attempts to seduce various others. A lot of harem fics are longer, or at least not one-shots, so there won't be too many different fics on today's episode, but rather we're doing just three. One short one to get us started, and then two long longer ones, and we'll do a gay, lesbian, and straight harem in that order. The lesbian harem fic is probably the most true to form, but unfortunately it's like, oh, this character, and I bet you can already guess who it is we're talking about, oh, this character needs a dick to be a harem master because you can't be a dom without one of those, which I think is ridiculous, personally. So today's fuck-the-po-meter rating is a 8.5 out of 10 for Mind Break Doobie's consent and general ridiculousness. Shit's gonna get weird and stupid and stupid weird, so I hope y'all ready for that. And we're gonna start off with a pretty short one, as I said, but it's more than crazy enough for me to include here. It was never finished, but I can totally see how it was going to evolve into a full harem fic. And after reading it, I couldn't just not cover it. The premise here is that sound bending is a thing, which is not a terrible idea. I actually kind of like it. All the elements have secondary abilities like fire with lightning, water and ice, and earth, metal, and lava. So what might airbenders have? Sound. Pretty cool, but the way they use it here, well, you'll see soon enough how fucking ridiculous it is. So here, Aang has like this little flute that he uses for sound bending and he can hear other people's thoughts when he plays it. I don't know how mind reading fits in with the ability of bending sound, but okay. Sure. So after he gets out of his iceberg, he's like, you know, I can tell Sokka doesn't trust me, but that's okay. I can change that. And he just starts laying down some sick flute riffs and he bends the music so it turns Sokka on so much that he starts jerking off and he comes pants. Like, look, I've heard sexy music in my life, but flutes? Flutes aren't sexy. I mean, I don't have anything against flutes. In fact, flutes are pretty fucking lit. I like flutes a lot, but I've never heard a flute and been like, oh shit, that's hot. So Aang and Guitar go off to the Fire Nation ship, accidentally set off the flare, and that scene gets glossed over. But what's really important here is when Aang comes back, Sokka's yelling at him, and, and then Aang just like leans in real close, like, hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. And he says, I quote, I want you, Sokka. We can have a lot of fun together. More fun than just your hand. But Aang just leaves before they can do anything, really. And Sokka's like, well, it's time to beat my meat. And lucky for him, he nuts, like, in time to prepare to, for Zuko to show up. Ugh, all the stuff he must be touching with his unwashed nut hands, though. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't trust that. Aang then gives himself up for the village, and we get our Zuko chapter in which Aang gets his flute taken away, and he has to whistle his way off the ship. 
all right i mean a flute sure i guess it's the general shape of a penis but whistling is just so unsexy and how does this whole sound bending making you horny thing work anyway is there like a certain frequency that he bends the sound to that like turns people on like what cheat codes is this boy using on the human brain so his whistling echoes around sends all the men on the ship into a frenzied orgy except for iroh because i mean iroh isn't immune he's just in his room listening to music and can't hear anything that's going on but i bet he would be immune because he's iroh he has fucking god powers nonetheless some quotes from this part tongues danced a heated tango with each other i mean i like it more than the tongues battling for dominance like this one is all romantic and shit another quote they began to fraught like horny bunnies why bunnies like maybe put something sexier there like they began to fraught like the wild untamable sexual beasts that they were or better yet don't use a comparison that pretty much never works in porn and zuko gets the worst of it he starts like confusedly but uncontrollably masturbating while Aang just wanders around the ship through the orgy he's like practically stepping over people fucking each other and he's just like this is totally not an inappropriate environment for a 12 year old to be in and he like gets his flute and staff and then he comes back to see zuko again and he's like i don't know you very well but you seem like a very determined sort of person like the sort of person that'll just chase me like literally across the world so you can do that that's fine but but here's the catch you're gonna be horny for me you're gonna like want my dick inside you you're gonna like crave my nut in fact why don't you have a taste and then he just comes on zuko and zuko's like that's delicious but i'm gonna catch you you little fucking shit and then ang just pieces the fuck out i want to know how he's immune to the big horny going on here like he's hearing it just like everyone else it's not like other types of bending where it's directed only at other people or maybe he's not completely immune i mean he just nutted so fast like it took him like two dick pumps to come so yeah overall i do like the idea of sound bending but someone was really like you know what i think i'm gonna find a way to use this for porn and it made like no sense people man i don't get us we're just ridiculous i'm gonna be saying that word a lot this whole episode ridiculous because truly there's just so much ridiculous shit in here okay so that was just to get us started but here's another one a bit longer this is an au where there's no war but it's also like kind of a modern au but it still takes place in the avatar universe the fire family's still royalty so sokka and zuko they're like best bros right and then one day they're like time to get bigger dicks let's drink this tea at aunt Wu's shop and it'll extend our penises they're the two dumbest characters in the show like quantifiably i counted how many stupid things they did and then meanwhile i guess azul is like around there too this author is not very good about describing who is where in space it's all these like short ass paragraphs and no detail that's the writing style we got going on here so azul wants some tea for her sore throat and as you might imagine the dick tea and the regular tea get mixed up and a few days later she finds herself sick with a big old stomach ache she's about to get a doctor to come around when tylee comes in like oh whatever is wrong my love um totally didn't say that i'm not gay for you i don't know what you're talking about why don't i like give you a back rub maybe that'll help oh your pain is lower down is it oh whoa what's this a dick oh when did this get here and Azula's was like hey what the fuck and like i want to know how this works though 
Like, did her pussy just gradually shift into a dick over the course of a few days, or did it just manifest instantly? Like, did she just not think to take her pants off in the last few days? Did she, like, not have to take her pants off? She didn't have to pee in days? God, I wish that were me. Entirely is, like, pretty unperturbed about as little as a new dick, and they call it an offending appendage. I'm not even mad, honestly. Because <laughs> they're not, like, trying to be sexy yet, so it's okay, I guess. It's 22 centimeters long, which is about 8.5 inches. My god. Not to mention that, like, Azula took, like, one sip of it and then she was like, this shit's nasty. Like, imagine if the lads had drank that shit. Probably wouldn't even be the biggest dick on the bars low. But Tylee, like, does not give a fuck, though. She, like, sucks the dung and they, oh, and they use the word guzzle, which is not a sexy word to describe how she drinks cum, and I am mad about that, okay? And, like, Azula makes her promise to not tell anyone else about this new development. And then she, like, realizes she's given Tylee too much power. And she's like, all right, your turn. I'm gonna eat your pussy bend over, bitch. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. But that's not gonna stop me. That's the spirit. That's, that's a good attitude to have, I guess. And they describe Tylee's pussy as tasting earthy, which is definitely not how a pussy tastes. Like, I, I'm sure it's different for everyone, but earthy i can't imagine a pussy tasting earthy like maybe it would make a little bit of sense if telly was an earthbender but she's not so i don't even remotely get this and she makes her cup so hard that she passes out this is on her first try my god azula's a fucking sex god holy shit we talked about this last episode too like can this actually happen in real life can you come so hard that you pass out so then our golden trio decides to hang out, have a girls' night, and, like, May is suspicious she hasn't seen the other two around for the last few weeks. Then, like, Sokka, this fool, he comes in to ask Tylee on a date, but Azula just, like, sets the flowers he bought on fire, and he runs away because he is a coward and fears powerful women, I guess. And Zuko was supposed to go next and ask out May, but he's like, you know what, I don't think I'll be doing that. So this leads Tylee and Azula to finally talking about their status, and Azula's like, okay, we'll, f we'll go on a date, I guess. I guess, if you really want. Otherwise, you're going to end up with some peasant boy instead of myself, the clearly a superior life form, with a superior dick. And May happens to walk in on them making out and celebrating their, like, officially dating status, and she's like, oh, I see what's been happening now. So May, Tylee, and Azula all sleep in the same bed that night, because that's what happens at sleepovers, even if you're royalty, I guess. I I don't know even if two of them are dating and, and you're just the third wheel i gotta say that this fucking trio in the modern au reminds me so much of my own high school friend group like especially when you throw in some lesbian drama but arazula was the third wheel not may so like may leaves early which leaves tylee and azula there to get back to fucking and this part <laughs> i love this part <laughs> Just as Azula like comes into Tylee's mouth, the door opens and fucking Ozai in this fic, he's like barely in it, but his moments that he does have are fucking golden. He's just like, when did this, how, how did you get a dick? And Azula's just like, I, I, I woke up one day and it was there and he literally says, let's pretend this never happened. And he just runs away and he's like smashes right into Zuko like it's a fucking meat cute or some shit. And then Zuko just thinks to himself, huh, that was kind of weird. He just lets all this shit and there will be so much more shit because this is a harem episode. Go on under his roof and he's just like, yep, I'm just not gonna think about it. 
So the Tizula date happens. They try to go to some fancy ass restaurant and oh my god, Azula's like fucking Karen. She's like bitching out people left and right. Like the restaurant's running late with the reservation. So her entitled ass yells at the poor guy working there and they like try to go to a play afterwards. It's not much better because it's rat infested and she just throws a bitch fit. PSA. Don't date someone who treats the waiter like shit, or anyone in customer service like shit, or you like shit for that matter. You matter and you deserve someone who will actually care about you as a person. Anyway, but Tylee doesn't care that the perfect date was ruined. She's just like, oh, I'm glad I got to spend time with you. And they end up like graffitiing some abandoned building because, I don't know, that's like teenagers right you know they do that i i guess and then finally these two they go all the way with that full penetrative sex and may happens to walk in on them well it not really happens to walk in on them because the door's locked she already knows that azul and tylee are an item so she literally picks the lock instead of just knocking because obviously she wants in on that steamy action there's no other explanation and this chapter ends just like the last one's kind of weird it's just her saying like oh this is why i haven't seen you in weeks and, and like azula pulls the blankets up over her dick and may's just like oh that's a dildo no you are wrong and tylee like she doesn't give a fuck she's just like hey why don't we finish screwing even though we have a visitor and they bone right in front of her and may's just like okay this is happening and eventually she does join in the fun after she has like some bad luck going out with some dude and zuko does a stupid thing and he gets all gross and competitive like girl why do you even need a man when you have a woman with a dick or like just a woman period like penetrative sex is all a man is good for anyways let's be real here fellas people just keep fucking walking in out on them though like this time it's zuko and he's like just comes in well zula's screwing may's ass like get cucked bro so that's all the inevitable shit of course the golden trio has an orgy but wait there's more who's the next bitch to join this harem it's katara she's the new girl in school i don't really know why she's new because Sokka already lives there but yeah we're really going out there with the new girl trope why not here's some quotes about her she must have a sizable bottom azula thought to herself as the girl sat down the princess couldn't figure out why she had the urge to bite it okay <laughs> And May says, oh, I wonder if she'll be able to handle the course load at our very rigorous school. And Azula just thinks to herself, like, I wonder if she'll be able to handle my dick. So they just, like, invite her right to their orgy. Oops, I mean slumber party. And they all be fucking right before she gets there. And they do a horrible job hiding it. But, like, they actually don't jump into the orgy right away. Like, I totally didn't expect that. They hold off for, like, an entire month. It's wild. There's like this party that fuckboy Jet has, and he's like a fucking creepy douchebag Katara, but Azula just beats the shit out of him on her behalf, and Katara's like, looks like I might be coming down with the big gay because I am a damsel and someone with a penis needs to save me. For real though, I'm always here to see Jet getting wailed on. I fucking hate that guy. And then it takes our golden trio another entire month to induct Katara into the cult of Azula's tea dick. Where's the terrible porn logic when I expected? Why ain't they diving straight to the fucking? So yeah, like Azula fucks her while the other two watch. But also as there get to be more people in the harem all using the same pronouns, the stupid epithets really start to kick in here. Here's a few of them. The assassin in training. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this legal? Is this allowed here? Everyone knows that May is trained to kill people. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. I don't see anything wrong with that. And then 
the pink loving teenager like gosh if, if you're gonna use epithets for tightly at least say the acrobat I, I, I guess there's like this quick scene where Kotara invites Zuko to, to dinner with the harem because she doesn't know that he knows that they're out there having orgies so he's like yeah I'll go totally not fifth wheeling right now and after that Sokka has a question and he asks Zuko about like why Katara hangs out with those girls because they're all bitches I mean Tilly is all right but the other two suck just imagine Zuko staring off into the distance and lying through his teeth like buddy I wish I knew. It's like me when someone says something that reminds me of a horrible fic I read, but it wouldn't be appropriate for me to start ranting about them about some shitty porn, so I'm like, yeah, that's some shit right there, and I just don't say much of anything. Zuko's existential horror continues in the next scene. It's such a mood, oh my god. He, Sokka, and Katara hang out with like some other dudes, like Teo and Hara were there for some reason, and some other people too, and Sokka's like, none of you disgusting lads better touch my sister, and Zuko's just sitting there like, you have no idea that she's having lesbian orgies, do you? You have no clue. Think about dead kittens, Zuko. That'll distract you from the lie you're living. Literally, it says that he thinks about dead kittens. I didn't pull that out of my ass. This fake obviously occurs pre-Sokka's character development because he doesn't respect Katara's autonomy to make her own decisions about sex and, like, he clings to the double standard that if men fuck, they're awesome, but if women fuck, they're sluts. Like, even Suki calls him out here and they're dating. Like, girl, just dump his sorry ass. Or, or get to work on fixing his sexist drivel. You can do better than whatever the fuck he is now. Or best option, join the harem. And speaking of the harem, it's still growing because now Ozai and Lao Beifong have decided to make a business deal. That means that Lao has to go to the Fire Nation to negotiate it. And Poppy Beifong is like, oh, why don't you take our small, blind, scared daughter with you? It'll make it easier for me to keep fucking this other dude behind your back oh i mean maybe our tiny fragile daughter will make some friends like and then azula just gets right to work when Toph shows up like they waited with katara but this time's different they only got like a week till she goes home so azula's like why don't you like stay in the palace and listen to me fuck my girlfriend through the very thin wall and you can come to our orgy whoops i mean slumber party on friday how does that sound <laughs> and there's this really brief scene where Ozai and Lau are talking. Lau's like, oh, I hope our daughters aren't out with any boys. And Ozai's just like, nah, they ain't. And Lau's like, good, it's very important that Toph keeps her chastity. And it jumps immediately to her getting gangbanged by four women at once. <laughs> the dads are just... They're the worst. They're just so oblivious or they give no fucks or some weird combination. I don't know. And then they all forget that Tuff's blind the next morning. Like the girls are like, oh, we should take her sightseeing. I don't feel like she's really seen the city. Like, bitch, what she's going to see? They're all crazy enough to describe her as nice too. Like, OP. Do you remember Toph at all? She's a bitch. So yeah, Toph goes home though. She's not in the harem for very long. Also May and Katara are now together. So our remaining harem members are all paired off, but it's still kind of a polyamorous thing. They still got the orgies going, of course. And this has been going on for a while now. No one's parents ever bring it up if they know about it at all. Like the fic leaves off here. It seemed like it could have continued because there was still plenty of drama available to play out. Like I wanted to see Suki get inducted into the harem and then Sokka learns that his girlfriend and sister are screwing Azula and her friends. His reaction alone would, oh my God. 
I would be amazed to see that. I would love it. I also wanted more of Zuko's existential dread. Like, it's such a mood. I've been there. Like, not in this situation, of course, but I know the feeling of like, I could totally say this thing and it would ruin everyone's perception of the world around them, but I'm not going to. Like, that's just the Wenjikus Thoticus experience. The sex scenes were getting pretty redundant, though. They were pretty bare bones to begin with. And even when they tried to bring something new to the table, such as using sex toys, it didn't do much due to the overall lack of detail. But in today's final selection, lack of detail is not something we have to worry about. So the backstory for why I chose this particular fic is that some asshole like keeps commenting this sucks on one of my fics, like he's done this on three separate chapters. <laughs> and naturally, I looked at his profile to see what he's all about, and unfortunately he hasn't written anything, so I'm just gonna have to revenge roast one of his bookmarks and it happened to fit the harem theme. Sorry buddy, but I don't take criticisms from someone who favors a fic with breast expansion in the tags because this shit is just straight up ridiculous to the point of being over the top cheesy and i bet you're thinking like oh how does it feel to have someone say mean things about your fair fiction which you can like i honestly i don't really care it's just sort of puzzling to me that this guy is worked up about like a harmless crack fic that i wrote i don't know maybe he's upset that i made fun of gamers and libertarians I don't know, it's really not an offensive fic. There's like not even porn in it or anything. So this fic though, absolutely porn in it. <laughs> the premise here is that when Zuko tries to swim to the spirit oasis at the North Pole, he freezes, but he's saved by a dark spirit, Vatu. And if you've never watched Legend of Korra, it gives the origin story of the Avatar cycle in which the Avatar is a person fused with a light spirit and Vatu is the dark counterpart to this light spirit. And he's been trapped in a tree in the spirit world for the last 10,000 years because the OG Avatar Wan said, fuck you, that's why. So Vatu has summoned Zuko to the spirit world from the brink of death because he wants to get out of that damn tree and his bitch ass can't wait another measly 70 years for harmonic convergence. He just needs Zuko to burn the tree roots even though you can't bend in the spirit world unless you entered in a certain way. I don't know, the rules about bending are confusing and arbitrary just like everything else about the spirit world. But Zuko does burn the tree, freeing Vatu, and in exchange Vatu will make him very powerful. Here's this quick quote. Yes, yes, yes! Vatu's form shifted in its side, its containment. I feel it, Zuko. <laughs> I feel the tree weakening. Its power over me is getting weaker. I can almost taste freedom. Now fire at the crystal and let our new age begin. Is it just me or does that sound sexual as hell? But anyway, Fatu also tells Zuko that his mother is alive and he can find her with all the power that he's about to give him. This fake isn't completed, by the way, so I bet Zuko's gonna fuck his mom in the future chapters that have yet to be posted. My bad porno sense is tingling, you guys. I can feel it. That's what's gonna happen. So Fatu does not fuse with him, like happens in Korra, but he just shoots him with some spirit energy that gives him cool special powers, makes his body grow, like he gets buffer and his hair grows out of that hideous ponytail. And lastly, most importantly, you guessed it, his dick is pretty fucking massive, like as long and thick as his forearm, it says. This description made me stare at my forearm for a moment. 
Like, that doesn't even sound fun. I've been over this so many times on the show. Monster dong does not equal better experience for either party. And Vati's like, how does it feel, Zuko? And Zuko's like, unlimited power. Also, like, why is my dick so big now? And Vatu says, and I quote, I am not only a spirit of darkness and destruction, I'm also a spirit of lust. <laughs> I can't explain why that sounds so stupid to me, but it does. Just the porn logic. I'm also a spirit of lust. <laughs> so Vatu just sends him back into the physical world to conquer his enemies and fuck various women. And who does he have his eye on first? Well, Katara, obviously. Who else? Let's be real. <laughs> he wanders around the North Pole for a bit, spots Sokka and Yue, and he's like, nice, I'll put the princess on my to-do list <laughs> and then black snow starts falling and he's like god damn it zao's here fuck that dude i love the insults in this fic though like zuko will refer to Sokka as the buffoon and zao as the monkey-faced admiral and shit brain and ang as baldy and cue ball because they have pool in the avatar universe why the fuck not zuko though i counted you're dumber than Sokka, so you don't get to call him a buffoon even though he definitely is one you also have more dumb bitch points than Zhao, but I'm gonna chalk that up to the huge difference in screen time. Then he just waits to get Katara alone, which is, you know, when Sokka and Yue leave the Oasis and Aang meditates into the spirit world, and the two of them have their little rematch. Turns out Zuko's fire comes out in different colors now, which is a pretty cool idea, I think. It also made me realize that Azula's probably gonna get inducted into the harem at some point, because he's stronger than her now. My bad porno sense is tingling. So he's got his regular orange fire, the hotter blue fire he introduces during the fight and what he uses to to move things in a sexual direction is this purple fire it doesn't hurt her but it grabs and binds her and burns their clothes off because of fucking porn logic oh my god so if you think that's bad wait till you see what the pink fire does so it's it's the sex fire not only does it fill her with erotic pleasure it also expands her tits to the size of her head and basically just makes her extra sexy and breaks her mind so she's ready to be a sex slave. Fuck my life. I did like the idea of fire being able to do different things based on color, but, but what do any of these abilities have to do with like something being fire? Why does it have like three purposes in one and it has a fourth purpose that we'll hear about a little bit later? This is just lazy. This is just over the top and cheesy. The porn logic here is, is truly an experience. The first thing Zuko asks for is a blowjob and I think we really need to talk about what they call his penis. Just as a quick review of how not dried erotica. They do also say cock and dick sometimes which is fine. I have no problem with that but they also say member massive member, shaft, man meat, and the worst one in my opinion, engorged appendage. And as a reminder for y'all, Zuko's dick is so massive that he cannot get it all the way down her throat. So he helps her out a little and shoves her onto it, basically impaling her, which is followed by this utterly ridiculous quote. Zuko then proceeds to skullfuck Katara into submission. Hey, author, you know what skull fucking is, right? It's not mouth fucking someone. It's fucking their eye socket or literally drilling a hole into their brain through their skull. So the quote continues. With rapid speed and strength, he wrecked the waterbender's mouth and throat with relentless force. Katara could do nothing to stop Zuko from thrusting his shaft into her without mercy. For a moment, her mind screamed to stop to try and pull away, but... 
haze of lust and heat returning, Tara found herself loving the roughness Zuko displayed. She felt that this level of force and desire to fuck her brains was a sign of how much Zuko wanted her, and these thoughts made her grow wetter and hungrier for desire. <laughs> Zuko looked down at Katara as he continued to plow her face in. She, she sounds really violent. He could see her eyes looking directly at him, half-lidded with a glaze of perversion in them. He could see that her pupils were glowing pink hearts. Man, I know Avatar's a cartoon, but it's not like that cartoony of a cartoon that the characters have five fucking pink hearts for eyes. A sign that his power had claimed her mind and she was loving the brutal face fucking. You're loving this Katara, Zuko said with a grin. I can feel it. You fucking love this. You love me fucking your throat raw, don't you, my little water slut? Katara let out only a soft moan, but Zuko knew he was right. Well then, I think it's time to give you a treat then. Zuko intensified his thrust, pushing all his power into hammering Katara's mouth and gullet. Katara's eyes did nothing to stop him. She no longer wanted to. Her mind was lust to the rabid desires of Zuko and her own carnal ones. She wanted Zuko to fuck her mouth. She wanted him to use her. She was his. Fuck, Zuko howled as his pent-up desires was released in a massive blast. His, his S-word erupted out of cock like a massive volcano shooting into Katara's mouth and throat without warning. Katara's eyes went wide as she felt the explosion of spunk that released into her mouth her cheeks bloated and some of the spunk escaped through the gaps between her mouth and Zuko's shaft but most of his jizz flowed down into her belly filling it with the life making baby batter what <laughs> you guys know how much I hate the word seed the s word but honestly I'd take it over whatever the fuck that was the life making baby batter man just say come it's not that difficult to do <laughs> oh yeah and by the way ang is just sitting there meditating in the spirit world the whole time like he has no idea what's going on but it's just still awkward as hell to think of him as like a backdrop to all of this. And then like zuko fucks her pussy and we need to talk about more phrasing specifically my favorite body part euphemisms massive meat nice alliteration there bloated bosom i don't think i've ever seen bosom used in porn ever and bloated is definitely not a sexy word so in spite of the alliteration here too i'm gonna say fuck this one could see from the outside zuko's cock stretching katara's stomach with each thrust into her womb look one day i'm gonna have to end this podcast one day the bars log will be over and it's gonna be because there are only so many times i can critique this exact situation his dick cannot go into her womb. It would hit her cervix. It cannot make an outline in her stomach. When will people stop this bullshit? They continue to fuck for hours and hours, like through the night, basically. You get your cum inflation. You know, they use the S word more. Katara's mind is broken. She lives to serve Zuko now. And nobody's like comes to check on the spirit oasis throughout their entire fuck session. And then lastly, he brands her with a handprint on her ass to mark her as his. And he's like, this is my mark, the mark of the black flame demon. He's dead ass gonna call up the black flame demon. That's the name he made up for himself. Are you fucking serious? Oh my God, we knew you were an emo edgelord, bro, but dear Jesus, you really outdid yourself this time, didn't you? All right, so that was a whole bunch of smut, but now it's time for a little bit of plot up in this bitch, because Zhao happens to come along now, and he tries to kill the moon spirit, but Zuko's like, 
I don't think so, buddy. Here's another couple quotes. Everyone looked and gasped in surprise. Parentheses, in Katara's case, excitement. End parentheses, to see none other than Zuko standing there with a moon spirit carefully cradled in his hand. Bro, it's a fish. It's gonna, like, drown if you keep it out of the water for too long, by the way. Another quote. Everyone stared in awe. Parentheses, and in Katara's case, arousal. End parentheses, as the power Zuko demonstrated. Love that they felt the need to do that twice, where they were like, "Yep, we're gonna we're gonna talk about how much Katara is like enslaved to his penis now." Yep. So since Zuko got his powers from Vatu, he has a spirit sense, and he's like, "Hey, Ang, fuse with the sea spirit, take down the fire navy." And by the way, I'm like done chasing after you now. I got other shit to deal with. No gods, no masters, except maybe Vatu. I don't I don't know. He was a pretty chill bro, <laughs> and he hunts down Zhao, who's like, "Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't kill me. You're too much of a little bitch." And Zuko's like, "Oh, but I would." And he shoots out his most powerful attack, which is black fire, and it kills him instantly. And this is how this fucking chapter is, quote. I'll become stronger and gather forces to help me. We'll become stronger than anyone and fight until no one stands in my way. I swear by the dark spirit Vatu that I will not rest until I am at the top. And no one will stop me, not Zao, not the Avatar, hell, not even Ozai. I will be the greatest and the world will learn to fear the Black Flame Demon. And Black Flame Demon is in bold. This was not a promise. It was destiny. Comma to end the sentence instead of a period. He's just monologuing to himself about this super cool new name that he just. <laughs> last line. This was not a promise. It was destiny. <laughs> so there's more of this. There's more of this. And it's still being updated. He does get another girl, and it's UA. But before we get to UA. We got some intro and some more Katara to get through, because the Fire Nation has now been vanquished from the North Pole, except for Zuko, who's secretly hanging around and screwing Katara. And the only way to properly convey this is with some quotes, because oh my god, <laughs> somehow this gets just progressively more and more ridiculous. I don't know how they did it, but like now I'm really looking forward to future chapters because if it just keeps getting crazier, oh my god, I am just so down to keep covering this. <laughs> Some quotes. Is this good, Master? Katara asked as she used her large naked breasts to engulf a familiar massive rod. <laughs> engulf a familiar massive rod. That is like some sort of quadruple combo right there. I think familiar is really what makes it, but <laughs> it's gold right there. Trudging my way through Thousands and thousands of words of porn can be a very thankless job, but sometimes there's a sentence that makes it all worth it, and this is one of those sentences. Katara smushed his shaft between her tits. Just smushed. Oh my god. Here's a slightly longer quote. Damn, Katara, Zuko gasped at the warm, soft, slash firmness of Katara's milk makers. What the fuck? Seeing this, the waterbender grinned and proceeded to pump her master's cock with her breasts at a faster pace up and down. She went pumping the man meat with her own flesh sacks as quickly as she could, adoring the look of pleasure, adorning her master's face. They had to have made it this ridiculous on purpose. There is no way they wrote this out and thought, you know what? This is really hot. Milk makers. Flesh 
sacks. This cannot be serious. Each slam to her tight wedged snatch, and that's another thing they do. They use the word snatch a lot to refer to her vagina. Each slam to her tight wedged snatch wrecked her insides and pierced her womb like a spear. Do I have to say it again? Do I have to say his dick would just hit her cervix, especially because it's so thick? Her plump ass became red from harsh slamming from Zuko's hips and his massive spunk-filled balls swung beneath him aching to release inside the mocha-skinned bimbo. What is this writing? What is this? Also, apparently his pink fire can control if she gets pregnant. I don't even know how that even works or how any of this works for that matter. Ah, whatever. It's spirit magic. That's just a good excuse. So that's all we get for Katara. She leaves with Sokka and Aang on the next leg of their journey and like Zuko uses magic to disguise the fact that she has giant tits now. Again, it makes zero sense but whatever right who cares about logic when you want to beat your meat so next zuko sets his sights on ua and it, he's actually smooth here and not an asshole when he's getting to know her like there's a lot of talking and not a lot of i'm immediately gonna enslave you with my pink sex fire it's honestly like a whole different fig for a moment here they share some intimate details about their lives and he finds her by the spirit oasis one day crying because she still has to get married to that douchebag fiance of hers and her father hit her when she didn't want to and she like willingly kisses zuko of her own free will and he offers to run away with her to a place where they can be free and then he fucking ruins that natural bond they had going by using the pink fire on her and there's the same ridiculous breast expansion bullshit happening here her tip burst through her clothes so unnecessary what is the obsession that so many people seem to have with unnaturally huge tits all tits are beautiful i would love you just the way you are ua suko when it was all an act to get into your pants and then he's like, I know you want to be milked like a, quote, dairy beast. <laughs> Why was that the wording they used? They couldn't have said cow or even hippo cow if that's what they have in their universe. A dairy beast. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call cows from now on. Oh, well, look, look, there's some dairy beasts in the field over there. I'm going to put some dairy beast milk in my cereal this morning. <laughs> And he drinks her breast milk because fuck you, that's why. So this scene basically goes like the one with Katara. That's why I don't feel the need to cover it in detail here. Similar phrasing and similar fetishes, except they added the lactation in there. And the two of them run off to Amashu where Katara and the lads are headed. And he reveals that he wants to like make an army of warrior woman sluts to conquer the world or some shit. Now that they're in the Earth Kingdom, like everyone's just ogling UA's now massive tits. So I need to remind you that they're huge. They're huge. And he sees some girl running around like, oh no, my ostrich horse has escaped won't somebody please help me so naturally Zuko steps in and this girl happens to be Song who is the girl that Zuko and Iroh stay with at the very beginning of season two and this time like Zuko doesn't bother being discreet about his past he's like yeah I'm a firebender but I ain't loyal to my nation anymore hey why don't I tell you about all my daddy issues and how I got this cool badass scar and Song and her mom are like Okay, 
I mean, if he wanted to kill us, he'd probably have done it already. So, like, that's okay. You can stay here. And later that night, you and Zuko are banging and Song is just watching and she's getting real moist. And Zuko sees her and he's like, I know you want in. I'll get you in here. And he just like pink fires that bitch. There are so many tildes all over this sex scene. I don't know why they suddenly decide to add them here in chapter four. It's pretty similar stuff to the last few scenes. Fortunately, there's not any lactation, but I'm willing to bet that it'll be back in future chapters. And then he pink fires her mom, too. Like, shit, okay. That character didn't even get a name, but we're gonna include her here. The name they give her here is Melodia. It's like a song, like a melody. You get it, you guys? And we're introduced to a new type of fire, his silver fire, which de-ages people. Boy, I'm so ashamed by your lack of appreciation for MILFs. Older women can be hot too, you buffoon. Also, is that incest I smell? The mom and the daughter are gonna fuck, aren't they? Ugh. Or at least they're gonna share him. The four of them head off the next morning. It mentions that Zuko, like, is able to unlock their bending when he claims them. Like, Yue now has the potential for water bending, and Melodia is an earthbender, and Song is an airbender? Okay. And that's all that's been written so far. I'm interested to see where this goes, and if they're just gonna rewrite the whole show, but with, like, Zuko taking sex slaves left and right and kind of forging his own path that's in opposition to both the Fire Nation and the Avatar. The sex scenes are already getting really redundant with the same fetishes over and over. I hope they changed that up. But I have to say, it does seem like the author had a good time writing this. Even though I'm roasting the shit out of you, bro, like, do what you want. I do like some of the ideas, such as Zuko not really getting a redemption arc, but kind of going rogue. And I like the different colored fire with the various abilities, kind of the same way I like sound bending. But overall, this was ridiculous. <laughs> the language, the breast expansion, the mind break, Zuko's demeanor, the fucking black demon shit. And I have to say the language again, because holy shit <laughs> so yeah i don't think i'm gonna be taking criticism from someone who thinks this is top quality writing i, I did laugh a lot which is like more than finding the most disgusting thing out there that is truly the spirit of the bars though so how do these all stack up uh i like how azula was the only one who didn't have to use some sort of special power to seduce people she was just herself and bitches were falling all over her like if you have to use brainwashing to get your hair then i feel a little bad for you <laughs> using her naked breasts to engulf a familiar massive rod. How do you write a sentence this bad? I don't know, maybe the author just didn't give a fuck. Like, I've definitely left some dumb shit in my fix because I couldn't be fucked to edit them out. But the sentence took me out back and shot me is what happened. <laughs> so today we covered Soundbender by Paperfox19, T-Swap by Dickard23, and Rise of Zuko by Zero Restraints. Barslow is on Instagram. You can find us at the Barslow with an underscore in between each word. Follow us. You'll know what's coming up next. If you have a fix, just feel free to get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. I'm not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. And as always, I'm your pal, Winchy Gastorkis. This is the Barslow. Thank you for joining me. And that's all for today.